Hi, I'm Alice Zhao. I'm Curtis Herbert. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our efforts to make a living from the web and mobile and do our best not to think about an exit strategy. And yet here we are, because today's episode is about just that. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> I hate those two words. Do you? It just feels so slimy. I know. What's your exit strategy? I know. It's not something... I've thought about, but I am now a little bit. So the three of us are about four plus years in the into the indie game. Are we all above four? Yeah, more five. Yeah, e- six. Yeah, easily four. Well, well, what are we counting indie? Does Curtis, my you... indie consulting time count, or does just slopes time count? I mean, you're an indie if oh, you're doing consulting shop on your own. So in that case, I'm like eight years in. Okay. If we're just going slopes, we're looking <laughs> at five years and 11 months in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not that it's <laughs> counting or anything. No. Anyway, first of all, I think we should all pat ourselves on the back just for making it this far, right? We'll start off, you know, easy. <laughs> and honestly, I don't know where we sit on the spectrum of indie track records. And especially as we know some indies who have been at far longer than we have. But I'd like to think we're doing okay, at least in terms of longevity. Hey, I think you're doing okay if you've been at it for a few weeks and you're still <laughs> it up. Like, I, I think I, I, you, you laugh and I, it is sort of, you know, said in joking, but like it, it also is legitimate. Like it's being indie and finding the time to do it and stick at it for any period of time, even if that's mm-hmm. six months, a year, like it doesn't really matter exactly how long it is. I think that's worth patting yourself on the back for. Yeah. That's pretty good effort. Independence. We set the bar low for you so you can feel better. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I don't feel like you need to like limit yourself to having to be, you know, in a, in a thing for, you know, multiple Quite years, a, yeah. a really long time in order to be, be able to like congratulate yourself. If you started being indie and you're doing okay at it and you're sticking with it and you're only your first weekend, well, good on you. <laughs> like, that's good. It's a pretty low threshold. Oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> the woes you will encounter in week two. <laughs> but anyway, well, lately I've been trying to imagine what perhaps the next four plus years might look like. And it kind of became a little murky. And I touched on this in the last episode where my time and Yano's available time for Gus on the Go work has changed dramatically. We're both working full-time jobs. And while I'm not actively <laughs> thinking about the exit strategy. It's just what I've been thinking about, like, oh, all these what ifs, right? That's the dangerous mm. <laughs> area of what ifs. Um, but before we get into that, though, I wanted to go back and think about, you know, when we were new indies, what was your original end goal to the indie life? I don't know if I really had so much of an end goal. So when I got into independent consulting, it was just to leave my job because, I lucked out the last apartment I was in at my old job. Like it was very forward thinking. We were using NBC.net and C Sharp and we were pretty much on the bleeding edge of that tech. And that was great. But that was really rare for the company I was in. It was just to kind of make sure my skills didn't die, which was a joke about that company. It's where good engineers just go to have their skills rot. Sorry, people (laughs) who still work there that are listening. There's so many places like that. Yeah, it is. Uh, But slopes, I don't really think I had an end goal per se, and this has been the source of a lot of existential crisis for me over the past, well, couple months, that I really haven't thought this far ahead. Like, for the longest time, all I could see is like, oh, okay, let's make this sustainable. Uh, and beyond that, I really didn't have any goals because uh, I was just so far off the horizon. 
So, yes, I had no goals. <laughs> At least no goals that are valid for this question. <laughs> well, for starters, I think that you do did have a goal that was valid for the question, but I don't think that that's unusual. Going into a thing and starting a thing and thinking about how that thing ends yeah. is pretty unusual. I talked about that actually on a podcast on on topical when I when that ended we talked about how like when we started that show we didn't really think about how it was going to end we just sort of like went into it and it's the same thing with gift wrapped I just sort of went into it but if I had an end goal it was to be able to create the things that I wanted to that has always and will always be my end goal when it comes to creating my own things I want to be able to get to a place where it's feasible for me to do that just ongoing without having to like also worry about working and you know doing client work or doing full-time work or anything like that and so in a past episode of this show we talked about failure and that that's where like my end goal sort of comes and to bite me a little bit because when I feel like I'm not achieving that I also feel like I'm failing Mm. so yeah, I, I would say that my end goal for this was to like was to be able to get me one step closer to be able to create the things that I want to create, not just gift wrap, but other things as well. I mean, from the sounds of it, Curtis, on, like honestly, that was sort of your end goal in a way too, was to be able to get to a point where you could create, you know, create your own things and do your own things. Yeah, that was definitely the, always the underlying drive. I guess I just didn't really sit down and think about well, what does that look like from a practical standpoint? You know, what yeah. What kind of business do I want to run? Do I want to keep it just me? Do I want to grow to a small software team? Do I stay like Panic and only stay on iOS or Apple platforms? Do I move over to Android or eventually write video games, apparently? <laughs> uh, I didn't know what that kind of picture looked like for being able to create the things that I wanted to create. And I'm guessing what Alice is trying to get at, though, is <laughs> there are, you know, if you listen to plenty of the web SaaS podcasts and stuff like that, like, People legit will start a SaaS with the intention of selling it in three years. Yeah, exactly. Like they try and grow it to a certain value where it's something that someone would want to acquire and then they sell it and then they work on another product and that's kind of their cycle. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, I never thought that far ahead. (laughs) So, I mean, now that I do work at a startup and I kind of hear all these like, oh, we want to go from like 5 million to 10 million, 100 million, and then we'll do this. And I'm like, I never had these aspirations. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I, I knew I wanted to, A, make some type of money, but I never thought about like actually making millions and what it takes to get there. I'm like, I'm just trying to make the next $5 and the next yeah. $10. But I think the biggest thing for me after maybe the first couple of months was like realizing how much I loved it. And how I just wanted this to continue forever. And that's probably how we continued this long while not making as much money. Because we're like, oh, we love this. And that sustains us for a lot longer than the couple of dollars that we get for quite a long time. Yeah. and I mean, the love of a thing, it does certainly sustain you in certain ways. Obviously, that way is not money, (laughs) which makes it difficult to give up. You know, you you love a thing and it's not making money, but your love will, like your love of that thing will continue, you like carry you forward even when the money is no longer carrying you forward. (laughs) So at some point you sort of, at some point you have to stop and, and, and consider like, how is this project going to end? Um, 
you know, I've I've certainly I've certainly been in that situation myself, and I know other people who have been in that situation, and it sucks. It's hard because you want to continue this thing, you love it, you know, it's it's something that you want to keep going, but sometimes you have to think about the end goal as not necessarily being the fact that like I went into this because I wanted to be able to continue doing this, but like, how does this how does this project come to a close? How do I you know move on to the next thing when being focused on a goal outside of an individual product i think is a good thing there because if you're like jelly you're saying your goal is to be able to continue to create the content and the products that you like to create without having to worry too much about money it's a little bit easier to have to take an app out to the back shed if (laughs) (laughs) isn't that how you guys retire your apps Because you realize that that app is no longer serving its purpose of being able to help you continue to create the things that you want to create. Hmm. And it's the goal is no longer just that app itself. You know, I want to keep making GIF wrapped from now to the end of time. It's I want to keep creating. And now GIF wrapped is getting in the way of that. Yeah. And that certainly crosses my mind at times because GIF wrapped doesn't make enough money to pay the bills. And now that I've got subscriptions and stuff in in place, it could potentially get there. But there's always that one thing that's like, oh, I just, if I get over this hurdle, Mm. maybe it'll be like, maybe it'll sustain itself. But it is still hard, regardless of how detached you think I am uh, between, you know, to my projects. Like GIF Wrapped has been more or less my, my life for the last five years that I've been working on it. Like I've definitely worked on other apps in the meantime, but GIF Wrapped has been the thing, the thing that I was focused on, the thing that has given me a bit of a platform to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to ship a new thing because, you know, people have discovered my work, my stuff through GIF Wrapped and stuff like that. Like it can, it can be hard to give up something like that because it means a lot to me. It means more to me than any of anybody that's using it, honestly. It really does, regardless of whether it ends or not. But it it is something that sort of, at a certain point, I'm going to be in a situation where it's no longer feasible. And I'll be very straight up, that situation is basically at the moment. You know, it's, it, it is something that I've been, I've been considering more and more over, uh, over the last few months. Uh, even with the build-up to the, you know, the upcoming 2.0, there is every chance that 2.0 will be the last of the major updates that GIFRAP gets to see, um, at least in the near future. Well, but although to put a little bit of light on that very dim picture of the future of your app, and I hope many of your customers are listening because then they won't buy 2.0. But uh, one good thing uh, with subscriptions and stuff like that is obviously you want to be continuing to add value for the users and they usually expect new features. But it isn't like if you stop working on it, uh, come, you know, dub dub this year, that all of a sudden you're going to be making zero money. In fact, you're probably going to continue growing for a year or two, as long as you can keep up with any major bugs or any major platform things that people expect. You can put in minimal maintenance and it'll continue to grow and it might grow during that time to the point where it can sustain you. And then you can jump back in and justify full time. It's not like a paid up front app or something where, you know, you launch your big 2.0, you make a bunch of money and then you're not making much money for the next three years. It's all that big spike. Well, and that's part of the benefit of the end goal that I have to being indie in the first place. Just because I say that 2.0 will be probably the last of the major updates doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be the last update. And it also doesn't necessarily mean mm-hmm. that I'm not going to come back and work on stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The the whole point of my goal of being independent isn't to just work on gift wrapped forever and ever and ever. 
I want to be able to create things, all sorts of things. And gift wrapped is absolutely part of that for me. Right. I'm not going to take it out to the back shed. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only Curtis who is going to do that. <laughs> I don't even own a back shed. <laughs> I don't think any of us do. But you know, it's 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 that's not that's not necessarily how I see it. And I want to avoid getting to that point if, as much mm-hmm. as, as possible. So if that means scaling back the amount of work that I put into it year over year just so that I can sort of bring it back to a point where like it's a sustainable workload and I'm able to, you know, work on another project that takes up, you know, the, the other 90% of my time or whatever, then whatever has to happen, you know, <laughs> whatever yeah. has to happen to keep the project going. And it, I'm glad you guys said that because I only, I didn't come to this realization until last week I sat down with someone who has a lot of experience scaling product. And I was just talking about, Gus and how I'd probably be spending a lot less time obviously because there is no time when you're at a yep. startup but he goes oh yeah you know just let it go for a few years and actually might grow to where you want it to be and you go back to it and I'm like oh yeah <laughs> like it's just why didn't that occur to me before like I thought I, you know when the job started I thought I had to make some decisions really quick I'm like is it going to continue or is it going to die so I'm glad that like you guys are saying the same exact thing too I guess that's another option. You just don't consider when you're in the heat of the moment of thinking you have to make a decision. Yeah, Yeah, it's not binary. I I think it helps with the approach that I'm taking as well. Just the fact that my independence-ness, yep. (laughs) (laughs) My my state of independence isn't based on on GIFRAP's success or failure. My state of independence is based on solely my ability to to create the things that that I love creating. If that means that GiveRapt has to take a back seat for a while uh, so that something else can sort of fill that void, that's totally fine. But on the other hand, if you're Curtis and you have an app that takes up 100% of your time and you love it and that's the thing and it's doing well and it's, you know, whatever, that, like that's totally fine too. I don't think there's any sort of limitations as to how you, you approach indie-ness. Yeah, you're right. So this might be a more difficult question since, Curtis, you thought you didn't know where you wanted to take slopes. Um, But where are you now compared to where you thought you might be this far into the game? I don't think I ever would have seen myself in this position when I started GIFRAPT. When I started GIFRAPT, I was naive. Shocking. (laughs) I was young (laughs) and naive. And I just, I thought that like I was creating something that might actually, you know, might actually be the thing that, you know, that got me to where I wanted to be. And in a certain respect, like that is 100% true. I am at a much better place than I probably would have been as far as like being indie is concerned than I was when I, you know, started gift wrapped like five-ish years ago. But I wouldn't change it. I don't think I would change it. I don't think I would go back and, well, maybe I would. But like (laughs) me as a person, I I have come to understand the situation that I like that has brought me here much, much better than than past jelly ever could have. Not just because past jelly is an idiot, but but because past jelly like thought that he, like he thought he was getting into something that he understood, but clearly clearly he didn't. <laughs> and it's been a learning process, and the learning process I can now apply to other things, and I have been applying it to other things. Like I've been applying it for starters to this this exact podcast, and <laughs> some of my other previous podcasts, like talking about where like where things have been taking me it's it's been a thing that i i've been able to share with others and learn from myself and where i am now as compared to where i expected to be at this point they're different 
but I would say that my where I am is is the better of the two. So despite me answering the first question with, I have no idea where I want to end up, I did kind of have a roadmap in place when I launched Slopes 2.0 with the new business model and all that kind of stuff for how many years would it take to be sustainable? And I think I'm running about a year ahead of schedule based on those original estimates. It's grown faster than I expected. I mean, we're talking like 2.8x every year. Um, And I wasn't, I was expecting something in the one point something range. So it's definitely multiplied a lot faster than expected. So I guess I'm further along than I expected to be. Um, But that's based on you know, slopes two, not when I started slopes one. Slopes one, I had no idea. I just wanted to get an app in the store and be able to use it myself. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, in the in the beginning, I was just like, I just want to make a little bit of money. Right. And then I, I mean, if you're that, if that's my only metric, I'm definitely not where I thought I would like to be this far in. But we've also had some really cool milestones and experiences that like, if I kept thinking about the money, like I wouldn't have, you know, had these. My husband always jokes that he's like, how come you don't start every conversation with like, uh, have you heard of Forbes magazine, Martha Stewart living and people magazine? Cause Gus is in it. <laughs> and you know, I'm the last person to really like talk about those, but those are really cool things that like, I really should talk about it more. Yeah. And we've met so many people, including you two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but like, we've just like the opportunities that have come out of it are priceless. These things don't come along. Like you have to put yourself out there, which is difficult to do. Yeah. But it feels really good when all these things are coming out of it. You've mentioned previously that like the job that you're in now, the, the full-time gig that you, you're doing now, that is based on stuff that you learned while doing Gus. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. just like skills that you learned, but like life direction. Like yeah. you realized that you, what you wanted to do was not the thing that you had been doing previous to Gus. It was this new thing like that you got that you got excitement and joy out of right and it was a completely unknown path to me at that time yeah so had I not just put myself or or just put that first foot forward to be like let's just make something cool I would not have discovered it for sure yeah so and here's my next tricky question (laughs) (laughs) have you considered exiting quote-unquote before today has that temptation ever come up before no I mean, it's, no. <laughs> I don't know, the kind of person I am, as I'm realizing more and more, like I want to keep focusing on a product. I don't, I don't need to shift products every couple of years. Like it isn't like I get bored of working on the same problem set. Mm-hmm. And there's so much to do in this space that my Trello board is overflowing with ideas that could take me years to implement. And I want to see them come to fruition. Um, so I'm not really focused on exiting. I'm really focused on just finding a way to, you know, just keep going. And that's been nice, though, because at least I don't know when I found this confidence, probably within the last year, that I'm just not willing to look for an exit. So like I had an email come across a month or two ago, some pretty slimy looking company buys apps and just uh, puts them for free and sells ads in them. They're like, hey, how much would you sell slopes for? And I'm just like, not interested. And that's I feel like no matter who came my way, I would probably be doing that. Just because yeah. I want to keep building this and any amount of money you give me, okay, let's say you give me a lot. What am I going to do with myself? Like, I'm not the kind of guy to just go on a beach and sip my ties all day and do nothing. Like, 
it's a core part of me to build things and to create and Mm -hmm. see past episodes where I've complained about my terrible ability to come up with other app ideas or to nurture app ideas. (laughs) And, you know, I'd just be shooting myself in the foot if I got rid of slopes at this point. (laughs) What you'd end up doing, Curtis, is you just end up spending all of your time snowboarding. Just That's all true. I think you could do that. Uh, that would be hard. There's this thing called summer. Yeah. There's also this thing called different hemispheres. <laughs> that doesn't exist. Yes, it does. A little bit. A little bit. That's a myth. Look, I have definitely, I mean, obviously I've considered exiting because I've. this is something that's been on my mind for a while. And I have also received at least one request to, you know, to buy out gift wrapped and I did consider it for a while. I'm, I guess I'm not as confident as as Curtis, but uh, yeah, I, I so I definitely considered it because I know how things are going with gift wrapped, and that it's possible that I'm go- probably going to have to drop it for a bit. I'd like to see it continue. That's something. That's sort of my way of going. Well, maybe if I can't make this work, maybe somebody else can, and I'm not necessarily tied to it in the same way that. Curtis is to Sloppus. I, I worry though, because like you're saying, you'd be you'd want to see it keep going, but so many apps I see that get sold from their original creator end up dying, becoming neglected, become terrible. Sure, but I think there are plenty of examples of apps that have gone the other way, though, like that where another indie has taken them up and and been able to do something with them, and for at least for a little while. And I suppose it depends on who's approaching you. Yeah. And that can be hard to tell. And that's the thing. And that's part of the reason that I ended up I, I ended up declining. Like I I looked into it and I considered I considered it from all angles and I looked at how it would work for my family and what it would enable me to do. And the end result was I don't want to give gift wrapped up to somebody who is going to treat the users of gift wrapped in a way that I wouldn't agree with. I would be horrified to see gift wrapped turned into some sort of data harvesting sort of setup or just even more plastered with ads than it actually already is, you know, mm. I, I, I keep that stuff to a, as much as I can to a minimum. Um, even if it means that I'm, you know, basically having to shovel water out of the boat because, you know, because that matters to me and that matters like, that would matter to me if I was going to sell it off. I would want it to go to a place that was going to look after it. Mm-hmm. And the end of the day, like I, when I thought about it enough, that wasn't going to be the case with the with the offer that I had uh, was sort of entertaining. And so I ended up saying no. Yeah, that's for me. The privacy stuff is definitely that would be a big qualifier in my case. And Slope's competitors are a goldmine of location data. And everyone who's approached me, resorts, other things that have approached me for either white labeling slopes or licensing out some core tech or something like that, it's always centered around, we want data on that person. And probably because we want to send them targeted push advertisements when they're skiing past the waffle shack, hey, get 10% off if you buy a waffle right now. And doing a lot of other stuff with that data. And that's, I, I feel like... I'd be hard pressed to find someone who would value slopes itself more than the potential of the data of its users. Yeah. Yeah. Now I hope we're going to mm-hmm. kind of see a swing back, uh, back towards privacy a little bit with everything that's happening with Facebook and yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I'm probably too naively optimistic. I know. I'm like, I don't have any faith in that. 
I think we're way too far gone. But I'm hoping, I mean, people are getting kind of pissed. So I'm hoping we're going to slowly yeah. swing to something, at least see a GDPR for the United States or something. But like start mm. making progress like that. So hopefully this would be less of a concern in the future. Yeah. But at least right now, you know, selling user data is the way the TVs got so cheap nowadays. Like that's just the way to go forward. So I'm kind of holding on to slopes also so I can protect that about my users. Yeah. So a couple of years ago when we had the licensing deal well first of all i thought that was our ticket to wealth or medium wealth (laughs) and then in our initial uh, meeting he the ceo briefly like slipped in the word oh yeah perhaps we could potentially buy out gus you know just as a possibility and of course like i started dreaming like whoa what would it take and i mean obviously that deal never went through but it was definitely there i'm like oh and i think it was also coming at a time where we were beginning to feel burned out yeah so the the temptation was there if it was to work out yeah that that can be hard because i mean i can i can understand i can sort of see where both you and curtis and i of course uh, are at because i can understand how it's easy for curtis to say no when things are going pretty well yeah like yeah. pretty pretty well yeah like it's very easy to be like nah you know, no. Yeah, I see where I'm going to be in three years. No. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas on the other hand, Gifwrapped and uh, and Gus are in a similar boat of like they're doing well from the outside, but as far as like being able to pay their way, they're not doing so great. They're the, the teenager that refuses to get a job and lives in a basement. <laughs> get out of the house, please. <laughs> Can't even pay their bills on time. Every time you take them out to dinner, they you, you have to end up paying for them. It's just they make you do oh. your laundry or their laundry. I oh, should say. yeah, the worst. You should take them out back. <laughs> <laughs> and while it's hard to sort of let go of them, it like it you know it is a, the sort of thing that like having a buyout is sort of considered a success. Like yeah. in this day and age, being bought out and having your app bought out is a success. Mm. And so seeing them be bought out is like going well. I mean, I've, I can't make this work. Maybe somebody else can, but on the other hand, like, you know, at least I haven't wasted the last X years of my life on this thing that has gone nowhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because that's what, that's what it feels like when it just sort of quietly fades off into the night. Like it just feels like you've, (laughs) you sort of question where, where things have gone. And so a buyout can be very, very tempting in those circumstances. Yeah. You get something tangible out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Have you ever thought about like how this journey might end, even if it's in the distant future? Because for me, I always thought if we stopped working, I'm like, it's just going to die a really long, slow death. I won't be taken out of the back shed, Curtis, (laughs) but I'll let it die slowly. Wow, that's worse. (laughs) Jeez. For who? For who? Euthanize your apps, people. Just take them out of their misery. I don't know. I think my journey is probably going to end with slopes with me just overworking myself and collapsing into a permanent state of burnout because I don't know otherwise <laughs> how it's... That doesn't seem necessary. No. I really hope that's not the case. I have problems. But yeah, I don't... I haven't really given much thought at this point about how it would end. I mean, I guess I've entertained the idea of like, you know, should I become a product shop that has more than one app, diversify the portfolio, all that you know, maybe work on a hiking app, a summertime component uh, to augment my winter component, stuff like that. But like, that's just a continuation of the same thing. So like, Mm -hmm. I guess the root of the question is like a hypothetical exit to the indie life. I don't know. I, I, like I said, it's a core of me to just want to build things. So I don't think I'd ever want to exit it 
at all. And I, that's why I have a hard time envisioning like what that would be like. It's just not something to yeah. like, I think I found like the perfect spot for me as my personality, like being able to create an app and care about all these aspects of it and put it out into the world. Like that's what I was built to do as a child. Like my entire upbringing brought me to this point and it really feels like a right fit. Um, so I just, aside from kicking and screaming, I don't know how my journey would end. I don't know. Maybe I'll hit another tree snowboarding and that's how it ends. <laughs> oh my God. He died like he lived. Basically, Curtis's journey ends with him dying. You're so graphic. Dying. Well, it's, an ex- it's, a, it's an episode about exit strategy. That's just. That like, is an exit. That's a euphemism for death. <laughs> exit strategy. <laughs> Curtis, I the didn't drama. I for you to queen. die. God. <laughs> he died like he lived on a snowboard. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, if it, if we're talking about gift wrapped, it's hard. Like I said, it's hard. The potential for gift wrapped to end sort of fills me with dread because I've spent so long on it, and I, at this point, I'm not ready to let it go. Even though it's not something that I can continue working on in a full time capacity, like I have to scale back. It's just not feasible for me to continue because mm-hmm. there are there are other forces at play. But you know, I I, I feel I I'm not ready to let it go completely and i don't think it's in a state where letting it go would be the right move yet because it is sort of on it is on an upward trajectory it's on an upward trajectory but it's the like the 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 very the the very minimalist like slow trajectory so it's it's something that i don't want to let go of because in five years time i could come back and work on it full time and that'll be my thing exactly who knows so it it's hard because i don't i don't know how gift wrapped will end other than possibly going off like fading off into the darkness the oh i said sunset but yeah then we're darkness unless somebody else wants <laughs> to take it over which I, I again like i am i am very open to that because i why wouldn't i be the th- the fact is like i might not be able to take it into take it to a place but maybe somebody else has has the uh, capability for that as long as they're the right person i wouldn't mm-hmm. say no are you using the podcast to solicit sales for gift wrapped no, God no. That was my secret. <laughs> if the right person emailed me, I sure would take that offer. By the way, you can get in touch with us at hello at independence.fm. You just stole no. my exit. Come on. My literal end of script. No. She spent like 20 minutes writing that. <laughs> Gonna need a new exit strategy. Uh-huh. <laughs> On the other hand, if we're talking about like my exit from the indie life, I don't want to have to think about that because I don't want to not be indie anymore. At this stage, I'm not ready for that either. Um, the fact is, like, it is there is the the very strong potential that I'm going to have to give, like, that I will have to give that up, unless I can find something that pays better than gift wrapped, which is possible, but sort of not something that I can say, yeah, that's totally going to happen. Mm. And but even then, like even if I do go back to work, even though that would feel like failure, and it sort of does feel like failure, even just thinking about it, that's not the end of the journey. I'm always going to be considering the possibility of coming back and and be considering the the possibility of trying again and making another start and maybe trying a new app and trying to create stuff because at the end of the day, I went independent to create things, and creating things isn't going to stop just because I have a job it's always going to be like that journey. It continues. Mm -hmm. It continues into the distance. (laughs) (laughs) So here's the literal million dollar question. How much money would it take for someone to pry it from your cold dead hands? 
<laughs> have you thought about that number at all? Yes, I have. And it would be enough to basically cover, I think, the next few years of GIFRAP's potential income based mm-hmm. on the projections that I've sort of laid out as far as the subscriptions go. Well, yeah, that's that's how you're supposed to do it, right? Like three years of estimate yeah. is generally the price. I was putting in numbers like 20 years. <laughs> You know, my retirement. <laughs> no, no, but I think like when they buy SaaS apps and stuff, like that's generally what they look oh, at yeah. is like, what's your three-year projection yeah, for revenue? Yeah, that is. And for me, it's hard because like I said, I'm still 2.5xing season over season over season, and that's happening again this year. So let's say I end up saying, you know, $3 million or something. Truth be told, I'd rather have a run at making that money myself through slopes than mm. just getting it all as lump sum payment up front. Because, yeah, I could cash out and maybe live easily for a while, but I just know I'm going to go back to work on something. And I'd rather just keep doing that with slopes and see how big I can grow it at this point. And as you guys have pointed out earlier in the podcast, like, yeah, it totally comes from a place of privilege that my app is doing well right now. But Mm. that also means that I could sell for a higher price, but I wouldn't take it. When I think about it, and I'm not as strategic about thinking about this number, but I just think about for me, the goal was to get it to the point where I can extend it to my retirement age and and just enjoy that. Even if it was small, that chunk of change where I won't have to work if I don't want to in 20 years time. And so my runway is 20 times whatever I'm making now Um, or not runway, but um, the amount it would take to pay me. I think we do have the potential to at least like keep it going for quite some time, maybe not 20, but like quite some time and have that additional income. Well, it sounds like the number is 4 million for Curtis. <laughs> so if you've got $4 million, we, you can get in touch with Curtis <laughs> or us <laughs> at hello at independence.fm. Sometimes we're on Twitter, Curtis more than us, um, but I am eat a duck i must i'm at parrots the plural of the bird and i am jelly bean soup thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you again in two weeks bye bye